Awesome Lane and Danny DeBach here in the 88 One Berg Studios for a special episode uh, podcast. We're just going to do one out of the ordinary for the GNAC basketball playoffs. It's the end of the season. It's playoffs time. And on the men's side, you have St. Martin's and Seattle Pacific at the one and two seed with the buys and NNU, Western Oregon, MSUB, and Simon Fraser getting in in that order. They're the three to six seed. And on the women's side of things, you have Alaska Anchorage and NNU at the top. And then from three to six, Simon Fraser, Central Washington, Concordia, and Western Washington. And on the men's side, that is a story in and of itself of the final day. Me and Danny were going over a bunch of playoff scenarios, and Simon Fraser at 9-11 and 11 getting into that sixth seed, even though Western Washington and Alaska Anchorage are both 9-11 and 11 as well. Danny, what happened with that tiebreaker? Well, first of all, what a story this turned out to be for Simon Fraser. They had, they had yet to be in the GNAC playoffs up to this point ever since they came into the, the conference, and now they find themselves in the playoffs advancing over Western Washington, a team that that took the GNAC by storm last year, pretty much running the table until they've, they slipped up near the very end. But now it's a Western team that finds himself out of the postseason by way of Simon Fraser of all teams. That's a surprise. And then when you look on the women's end of things, the two teams that wound up in the championship last year in Seattle Pacific and also with the, the champion in the GNAC, which was Western Oregon, I believe, they mm-hmm. were also out of the GNAC playoffs as a whole. So it was a real interesting season for GNAC basketball as a whole because there's been a change of the tide almost. In the women's, there's going to be a new champion and a new runner-up. And then on the other end with the guys, you have a fresh taste with with Billings being in the picture, and also you have Simon Fraser in the mix. So yeah. it's a it's a real diverse tournament this year on both the guys and the girls. And before we get into a recap of the final day of the regular season this past Saturday, let's go over some of the end of season awards for uh, men's basketball real quick. Player of the year and newcomer of the year, Adonis Arms down at NNU, and then you have. Coach of St. Martin's University, Alex Pribble, the number one seed for men's basketball, earning coach of the year. And then Jordan Kitchen for St. Martin's getting defensive player of the year, again on that number one seed SMU Saints team. And then freshman of the year, Brandon Howard from Montana State University Billings. There's been a little bit of uh, CW basketball players and students asking why wasn't Matt Poquette freshman of the year, but checking the stats out, Brandon Howard is top five in the GNAC in scoring. And Although Matt Poquette did have more minutes per game, I want to say, and um, a little bit more on some other stats, really, if you're top five in points per game in the conference and only a freshman, you probably deserve that award. Averaging 15.6 on the season and taking this Billings team into the postseason and looking at what Matt Poquette did, sure, he may be the better talent, obviously. It's without a question. But at the same rate, you can't overlook what Brendan Howard did as far as helping his Montana Billings team score, but also win games and find themselves in the postseason. And it was a clutch final two games for Montana State Billings with clutch wins over Anchorage and against Fairbanks to propel this team into the postseason. And when you go on that Alaska road trip, usually it's not a fun one because Mm -hmm. you're traveling all the way up to the, the... the up top north, where that's U.S. territory, which doesn't seem to be. It seems as if it belongs to Canada or Russia. 
But yeah. but no, this is American territory, and you're taking that long traverse all the way up north, and usually it could be a trip that teams might slip up and might lose a game to Anchorage or who knows, maybe even lose to Fairbanks of all teams. Mm-hmm. But no, this Billings team went up north and was able to come in the clutch with two wins to keep their season alive, and now they get to play in the playoffs, and who knows, maybe they might run the table. And looking at that Billings team, there was, <clears throat> if they won against Fairbanks, which they did, there was a, uh, it looks like, 75% chance that they were going to get the five seed. Simon Frazier could have gotten that five seed if they had beaten Western Oregon, but they fell to Western Oregon uh, by a score of 68-56. to 56. So they were kind of on the outside looking in, hoping that Western lost to Concordia, which they did as well, 79-70 Concordia, upsetting Western Washington. And they're kind of the team looking out uh, from – uh, looking in from the outside at this point, and if they would have won, they would have been the sixth seed. So Western Washington coming up short this year, and you know we went over these playoff scenarios already. But where do you think Western kind of fell through against a team like Concordia? My goodness, when you look at where Western was last year, they were the number one seed in the GNAC, and then they were upset in in the postseason. I believe it was by the runner ups in the GNAC last year. Because Western Oregon won it, of course, last mm-hmm. season. But I believe it might have been NNU. Correct me if I'm wrong, Austin. I think that sounds correct. Yeah. So, considering how far this Western team has fallen, I have to feel bad for Trevor Jasinski. Why? He's such an an asset for this Vikings team, averaging 19.1 points on the season. And for your team not to make the postseason, something has got to be wrong with not Trevor Jasinski, but the, but his supporting cast with him. I get he is a junior, so he does have another year to potentially win a GNAC title next season, but you always hate the words, there's always next season. You always want to win in the present, right here and now. And for Trevor Jasinski, this this has to be a, a letdown not to even make the postseason after being the number one seed last year for the Western Washington Vikings. And another big game on Saturday was the number two and number three seed now of, of Seattle Pacific and NNU taking on each other, and the winner got the two-seed of that, which is huge in the GNAC playoffs because the two-seed gets a bye, whereas the three-seed now has to play the six-seed, and Northwest Nazarene lost to Seattle Pacific 87-82. to So now SPU slides in as the two-seed with a bye and will actually play the winner of that three versus six, which is now Northwest Nazarene versus Simon Fraser. I wouldn't be surprised if we see yet another meeting between these two teams why they have played so close over the past few games that they've played. And, and they play well against their competition. They're very similar in that aspect. That's why I think that these teams might be bound for yet another meeting. Of course, Austin and I will be giving our picks, right, Austin? Yes. After we go over the final day for women's, we'll be getting to the men's bracket and doing our picks for that bracket first. And then, again, we'll do the women's bracket at the very end. But then, But let's keep this in perspective, Austin, of of just a, a microcosm of how good these two teams are. When you come down to the final week and you have both teams that are hinging near a 75% winning percentage, these two teams are really good, and both these two teams deserve to have a first-round bye, but only yeah. one of them deserve, ha- had the opportunity to earn that bye, and it was Seattle Pacific who won that game and ended up splitting the season series between these those two teams. But because of a better record, it yeah. was Seattle Pacific that earned the bye in the— 
and the second seed in the GNAC, right behind the number one seed, and that being in in St. Martins, who is comfortably in the first seed, and they did a nice job this season as well with a record of 17-3, and three, Austin. Yeah, and Seattle Pacific capping off a great end of their season. They've now won 10 games in a row to lock up that two Ooh. seed, and that's a run and a half. But on the women's side, Alaska Anchorage with 20 wins in a row, they doubled up SPU <laughs> men's. They're 19-1 and one in conference. They locked up the number one seed, and then Northwest Nazarene at 18-2 and two got the two seed, and then there's a huge drop-off to the three seed. 13-7, Simon Frazier, 12-8, Central Washington, and then two 11-9 teams, Concordia and Western Washington, with Concordia getting the tiebreaker there. So on the women's side of things, AAU and Nazarene looking like top heavy in the GNAC. I agree 100% with you, Austin, because these two teams are, are so well, well fit for both of them. I, it's awfully hard to see one of these two teams slipping up against lesser teams. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they have just simply ran right through the GNAC. And only three losses combined between Alaska Anchorage and NNU. It will be awfully hard to see these teams losing come the, the weekend in the GNAC tournament up in Bellingham. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our men's bracket side of things for our picks now. In the first game, we're going to look at the four seed versus the five seed. Winner will go to play the one seed. Again, all these games in Bellingham at Western Washington University starting this weekend. And the four versus five, Western Oregon University versus Montana State University Billings in that first matchup. Who do you have in that one? Well, first of all, isn't it demoralizing for for the city of Bellingham, for a team, for a city that's watched a team win, earn the first seed last year in the men's tournament, and now they don't even get to see their yeah. own team yeah. in in their own bu- building during the GNAC tournament. That's and that's, they they have to rely on rooting for their women's team, who's only at the sixth seed, and it's going to be rough because you'll have to win three games in a row, basically, and it's going to be against the one seed, and then the winner of the one versus the four and five, and it's going to be hard. That's a punch in the gut for yeah. for the Vikings. But and, anyways, Western but Oregon versus Billings. Back to the point. You have two teams. First of all, you have Billings, and honestly, they have been able to win against teams that they should win. But at the same time, when they play higher competition, they tend to slip up. That's why I'm not convinced in this Montana State Billings team. Sure, they're, you're able to win games that you're supposed to win, and that's, and that's a sign that you need for a team that's supposed to win a championship. You have to win games against teams that you should beat. But the problem is, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, I, and it hasn't shown for this Billings team. They have yet to find their string of success against higher opponents. I'm sure you have a, a stat to uncork yes, out of your repertoire, I Austin. I do. Billings was 10-10 and 10 overall in this season, and eight of those wins came against teams that were under 500. So they went 8-2 and two against teams under 500, 2-8 and eight against teams above 500, and this Western Oregon team is obviously above 500. And in their last matchup, 97 to 65 Western Oregon. That's very convincing. Am I going to pick an upset? Well, keep this in mind. We did say earlier in the show that Western Oregon is the defending GNAC champions. And they were and since they won a GNAC championship, you have got to believe that they have players that have been down that road before. That's why I am 
I'm going to say that Western Oregon is going to win because they have veteran, uh, a veteran presence around Riley Hawkin, who, who is a junior this year, and he's been able to – he's been there. He's, he's taken his team to a, a GNAC championship. And also you have Delvin Bruchier, who's also a great asset for, for this Western Oregon team. That's why I believe that they're, not, they're going to win this game against Billings far and away. It's not, it, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's by more than 20. Yeah, I think Billings is one of the more fake teams looking at them in this bracket. I'm not sure how they didn't get the sixth seed, man. A 10-10 team, you would expect to be middle of the road, and you would hope that they would have more than a 2-8 and eight record against teams above 500. And some people are a half-glass full kind of Kind of, kind of people and have those thoughts. Well, they went eight and two against teams under 500. You're supposed to beat bad teams, and if you're an average team, you're supposed to do that and lose to good teams. But this is bracket time. This is playoffs time. If you can't beat those good teams, you will be forgotten. And Western Oregon's going to take this one. I agree with that pick, Danny. So we both agree on that one, and and we'll just have to wait and see if Billings can prove both of us wrong. But it, the, the stats seem convincing. But we'll just let the players do the talking. Next matchup, the number three seed, NNU, falling to three because of their loss to SPU, taking on the sixth seed, Simon Frazier. Simon Frazier is a young team, and and to me, this is a team that's hungry for success, and this seems as if it's the perfect Cinderella story. Don't you think, Austin? I think so. Looking at the end of their season, they beat Northwest Nazarene and St. Martin's here in the past couple weeks. Those are the... You know, two of the top three teams, they did lose to Seattle Pacific, however, and the winner of this will have to take Seattle Pacific, so we'll get to that pick in a second. But I think SFU has upset potential. They beat NNU uh, back on February 7th. They went on a great run to end the season to get into the playoffs as the sixth seed, and I'm going to go Simon Fraser with the upset. Come on, man. I know, NNU's Come a good on. team, but... Hang on a second. Simon Fraser has proven they can beat them. Hang on, hang on. You got to look out for scoring, and that's important, especially come the postseason. And when you look at this Northwest Nazarene team, you got two great scorers in OB Megwa and the MVP of the GNAC in Adonis Arms. And that offensive output alone will be too much for the Simon Fraser clan. That's why I say. NNU is taking this one over Simon Fraser. NNU, the thing I'm scared of, they went 14 and 6 overall, great record. But 10 of those 14 wins were at home. They're 7 and 5 only on the road. For a team with that good of a record, I'm kind of scared by their away record and I know this is a neutral site game and they're 2 and 0 in neutral site games, but 7 and 5 on the road. I I treat this as both teams going on the road basically. Even though it is closer to Simon Fraser up in um, northwestern Washington close to British Columbia. Northwest Nazarene definitely does have to travel farther. Um, but, yeah, I'm scared of that NNU road record. I think Simon Fraser has this one in the bag. I don't know, but it's a fair argument to make when you're going on the road. But but then again, the, if you're winning games at home, you have the talent, certainly. And when you head over to Western Washington, of course there might be there, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to come in the clutch. But when you have a scoring output in in the in two players that lead the GNAC, it 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 would be awfully hard not to overlook them. That's why 
I believe that it's going to be experience that is going to help this Northwest Nazarene team against Simon Frazier, and that's why they are going to pull out the victory. All right, let's look at that next matchup. Why not just stay down at the bottom of the bracket? I have SFU versus SPU. You'll have NNU versus SPU in a rematch of this past Saturday. Uh, let's get to mine first. Simon Frazier, I think if they do make it through to the next round and beat NNU, you look at their schedule, they did lose to Seattle Pacific 76-92, a big loss. And earlier on the season, they lost 90, 94-66. But here's the thing. Since that Seattle Pacific University loss, the second one on the season, they beat St. Martin's, the number one seed, they beat NNU, the number three seed. They beat CWU, lost to Billings, beat Fairbanks. That's going to be a win. They beat Anchorage, and then they beat Western Washington before losing to Concordia and Western Oregon. So pretty much middle of the road. And, yeah, I'm looking at this, and I was going to take SFU, but I, I can't. I have to go Seattle Pacific. You know, Simon Fraser is everyone's if fa everyone's favorite team to root for. It's obvious it's their first time in the tournament, and they would be they're, they're, if they make a championship run. Boy, is that going to be fun! Well, except for all the teams that are facing them, but obviously everyone outside of the GNAC playoffs want to see Simon Fraser because they haven't been there before. But then again, they're taking on a team in SPU who who is the second seed, and they're the second seed for a reason. But for me, I'm impressed by this by this NNU team and by their scoring output. That's why I have NNU making it all the way to the GNAC championship game where they will take on their opponent, which we will reveal in just <laughs> a little bit. Don't give it away bit. just yet. And we'll get to that match. But to me, I, I think that NNU goes, has the advantage over SPU just because – SPU used all their energy in the in the matchup in on the final Saturday of the regular season, mm -hmm. and they may have shown a little something too much. That's why I think NNU has revenge on their mind, and that is yeah. why they're going to win against Seattle Pacific and make their way to the GNAC championship game. I'm a big believer that teams seeing each other for the third time will more than like it'll more than likely be the opposite team of who won the second matchup. I'm a big believer in that. You see it all the time in the NFL. You see it a lot in the NBA. And, yeah, I, I believe that. Same in the NHL, too. And yeah, also, same in the NHL. And also in baseball, to an extent. And MLS, even. You know, you face teams yeah. twice a year in the MLS. Usually the team that wins the second matchup loses in the playoffs. Uh, if they get there. so And then, and then again, you see teams that sweep teams during the course of the season, and then come playoff time, some strange thing happens where yeah. the team that, that swept them during the season get gets beaten by the team that they swept during the entire season. So who knows what to expect? I'm excited to see the how this tournament will play out. Yeah, me too. And I think the only difference between our picks there is that you do have NNU beating Simon Fraser in that first-round matchup. I think if I had NNU beating SFU... Uh, I think that NNU would be able to beat SPU because, like I said, I'm a big believer of that rematch ability to uh, surprise your opponent and come out with something new. Um, but I do have Simon Fraser winning, and that's my reason Seattle Pacific wins this game. Let's go back up to the top. Uh, did you have you had Western Oregon? We both had Western we Oregon. We had the same matchup. So we both have Western Oregon against the number one seed, St. Martin's University. Who do you have in this one? You know. Experience is important, and when you have experience, you can throw out the records. You can shred them, put them in the credit card sh uh, shredder. What do you call it? Or you could even put it in the fire pit. <laughs> so keeping this in mind, Western Oregon 
they have won a GNAC title. And sure, the seniors have left this team, but still, you have a new leadership to this this revitalized Western Oregon team, and I could see their capability in pulling off an upset. That's why I have Western Oregon taking it all the way to the GNAC championship where they will, they will face Northwest Nazarene. I have an upset with Western Oregon over St. Martins. Western Oregon versus St. Martins on the year two games. The first one at Western Oregon, St. Martins won by five points, 64 to 59. And the second one at home for St. Martins, they won 64 to 56. So only an eight point win over Western Oregon. The thing that scares me here for Western Oregon and th- their ability to potentially pull off this upset. They're 5-7 and seven on the road this year. They have a 13-7 and seven overall record, and that's not very good of an away record. They were 13-1 and one at home. Obviously, this is not a home game for them. But with St. Martin's barely beating them during the regular season twice, both games, and like I've been saying the whole show, the rematch ability, you're, you're – Going against a team that you've beaten twice, it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. I also am going to take Western Oregon University to the GNAC championship. So the only differences we have, I have Western Oregon versus Seattle Pacific. You'll have Western Oregon versus NNU. And who do you have in that one? Well, first of all, before we reveal our men's champion, why not we head over to the women's side? Oh, you're gonna so make we them can wait. Culminate it. So you're gonna make we're, them we're wait. gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep all, right. all of our Geniac friends <laughs> on the edge of their seats, and let's head right to the women's. Okay, let's look at the top of the women's Wildcats versus Concordia, the four versus five. CWU against Concordia, and when you remember the, the f- matchup that was here Austin between these two teams yes. it went into overtime and Alexis Pana had the ball in her hands and near the end of regulation and she threw up a shot and it just went out and then in the overtime Concordia took control and ended up winning and it was Concordia who had a huge lead at, at one point and it was Central who made a courageous comeback and looking at the stats for that game there were two 20-point scores for Concordia in Olivia Vizaldinos and Keisha Sarman. If if Central can hold them down mm-hmm. and keep this in mind in the second meeting between these two teams, it was Central who had a great defense, and they were able to hang on to that victory. Of course, the scoring output of the, of the Concordia team was led by by Vizaldinos and Sarman after having given up 14 and 12 points between the two. But if you can hold those two players down, the Wildcats can win. And they have, and they are the fourth seed for good reason. And that's why I believe Central is going to take this game. Why? Because they have the defense that can hold them down, the Concordia team to, to a low score. And, and if Taylor Shaw can get hot, this, this game might just be over because if Taylor Shaw can get hot, this Central team will have an easier chance of victory. So if, so the two, the two key factors I would look to is Central's defense stopping Olivia Vizaldinos and Keisha Sarman. If they can stop those two, then Central can win. And if Taylor Shaw gets hot, even better. So I'm taking Central in, in this affair between these two teams. Yeah, looking at that second matchup between these two teams on the season where CWU lost by nine points, 
they lost by nine in just the overtime period. It was 14 to five in favor of Concordia in just that overtime period. And you look back at the end of the fourth quarter, if that shot falls, we're not even talking about this. The Wildcats are 2-0 and against Concordia on the season. We'd be taking and, on Western. And we would be, yeah, we'd be taking on Western. But because of this loss, and obviously the other ones play a factor into it as well, but um, we wouldn't be we wouldn't even be here. But let's say they were 2-0 and against Concordia on the season and had a couple losses somewhere else and still were taking on Concordia. This wouldn't even be a question for me. I'd be taking Central all the way. Um, they've proven that they can beat Concordia. However, they just needed one shot to fall at the end of this one. And obviously, I'm a little bit of a homer, so I'm not applying my rematch ability to this to <laughs> I was going to say, Austin. <laughs> so, but I'm going to take the Wildcats in this one. I do agree. If you, sh- if you shut down Concordia's big two scorers, um, this is going to be an easy win. So I don't think it'll necessarily be that easy. We, all, oh, we, no. we always say that in sports, like, this is all you got to do. But that's what makes sports tough. Um, I think if you maybe focus on shutting one of them down and maybe let the other one have a little bit bigger of a game that does take away their ability to spread the ball to each player. And that might lower the scoring um, coming into this game. I think central will win this one. Here's what I would look out for if I were the Wildcats, because this is a team that tends to struggle with their rebound capability. And Keisha Sarman is known for for taking up those rebounds. If you can stop Keisha Sarman, that forces Olivia Vizaldinos to, to, to handle the the brunt load mm-hmm. of the scoring. Yeah. So if you can shut down Sarman, then that forces Vizaldinos to beat you. And and uh, I don't know, Austin. I don't. I don't think that if if you shut down Sarman, then this Concordia team is one dimensional. And yeah. to be one dimensional and win a playoff game, it's awfully hard to do. So we'll just have to wait and see if the Wildcats can hold these two focal points for this Concordia team down and. Who knows? Maybe they, they'll be able to pull out the victory and advance farther without, through the GNAC playoffs. Let's go to the bottom uh, half of the women's bracket now. Three seed Simon Frazier taking on the six seed Western Washington University in their two matchups uh, on the season. Western Washington versus Simon Frazier, their, uh, their first game, if I could find it here, was a win 70-62 to uh, at Simon Fraser, and then the game in Bellingham against Simon Fraser, they also won that one, sixty-seven to forty-nine. So a bit of a blowout. Um, that was their senior night as well. So two and zero against Simon Fraser, but Simon Fraser is the higher seeded team three, and Western is the sixth seed. You know, there's always that that saying that if you sleep a team, you gotta watch out for the third time. It's awfully hard to beat a good team three times in a season. And that's that's why I'm taking Simon Fraser in this one because it's hard to beat a good team once, let alone three times in a row, especially the third seed in the GNAC. And also keep in mind, looking at what Western has done against this this Simon Fraser team, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset. But th- then again, this is still the third seed in the GNAC, and they were the third seed for a good reason. And if correct me if I'm wrong, Austin, but looking at Simon Fraser, they did hand the only loss on the season to the number one team in the GNAC in Alaska Anchorage. That's why I think Simon Fraser is a is a potent team, and they are well enough to to win this affair. I think Anchorage's only loss actually was to uh, Northwest Nazarene. I will look at the schedule right now. Yeah. Their only conference loss was to Northwest Nazarene. Then Northwest Nazarene had their one, their only loss outside 
of the number one seed Alaska Anchorage team again. That oh, you were saying come. Nazarene's yes, only other yes, loss. Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. They lost to Simon Fraser, 76-73, yes. Simon Fraser is the only team that has broken the ice against these two top-heavy yes. teams. Yeah. And it shows why they, they have the potential to win. And mm. that's why I believe this, this presence will show up against Western, and that's why I don't believe it'll be a three-way sweep. I don't see it. That's why I'm picking I'm picking Simon Fraser to lose or to win against Western Washington, the the host of this GNAC tournament. That's what I was about to say. I I feel like the hosts have to win one, and for Western to beat Simon Fraser on senior night, 67 to 49, and then be able to come back and play them literally a week later at their place for the playoff game after blowing them out. I'm taking Western Washington in this one. So I got, Ooh. I think I got two, both six seeds. Yeah, I got Simon Fraser. You got Frazier. both six seeds. I got, moving on. Got, I got both six seeds. Winning you got hot game. takes here. Yeah. Um, back up to the top. CWU versus Alaska Anchorage, the number one seed, because they beat Concordia in both of our brackets. This well, one's tough. This, this, this is a hard pick to make, especially for for someone who goes just to Central, obviously, yeah. and seeing how badly Anchorage beat us up. As much as I love my Wildcats, I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm giving Alaska Anchorage the pick of death. But I'm from from an objective standpoint, I'm taking Alaska Anchorage. Why? Because they've beaten us handily. But then again, hopefully they won't have a triple sweep on us. But on but from from a from a head standpoint. I, I gotta take Anchorage in this one. Mm-hmm. They're the they they're here as a number one seed, and they've only lost once, and and they did that for a reason because they're really good. So, from an objective standpoint, I'm taking Anchorage, but my heart, I can't I can't stray away from from Central. Oh so. yeah, we'll be rooting for Central. Obviously, obviously, if it were to reach that standpoint, of yeah. course. Again, Anchorage with 20 straight wins coming into this, and this is their next game, you know, because they have a bye. So they're going for 21 straight, and the two games between these two teams in the regular season, CW lost the first one to Anchorage 60-74, to and then lost the second one, the final game of the regular season last Saturday, 51-69. to And like you said, I want to root for the Wildcats as much as I can, but Anchorage 19-1 in conference, I have to take Alaska Anchorage in this game. Wildcats could be back next year to definitely contend with these uh with these Alaska Anchorage with this Alaska Anchorage team, excuse me. The Wildcats have two seniors leaving, Aliyah Pana and Sadie Mensing. Sadie Mensing, a big point getter for this team. Aliyah Pana, a role player, definitely can uh, put up shots and everything for this team as well. But next year with the Wildcats having a bunch of seniors on this team, I think that next year will be the year that they could beat this Anchorage team if Anchorage looks as dominant uh, come playoff time. I think it'll be a close one, actually. I I don't think Sadie Mensing wants her college career to end quite yet, and although they'll beat Concordia, CW will lose to this uh, lose this one at Alaska Anchorage. I'm gonna say somewhere around five to eight point loss for the Wildcats. This is for for us as Central 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 undergrads at this point. Yeah. This 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 next year seems to be a make or break year for the Central team. Yeah. We're in it. For for the GNAC title. And this is perfect. If they can beat Concordia and get to Anchorage and see what it's like to play these one or two seeds in the second round, sure, you might lose this year, but you will definitely build off of it next year. 
And this is this is this could be a stepping stone yeah. to a possible championship run. It'll be sad to see Leopana and Sadie Menson go after all they have contributed to this program, and it's going to carry on. Their legacy is going to carry on throughout yep. the program, and, and we will see that next season. And who knows? This is the NCAA, and this is March Madness. Whether it's D one or D two, we might be the Cinderella. The slipper might fit. <laughs> Let's oh, move on to the bottom it would be. bottom half of the bracket now. Uh, you have SFU taking on NNU, the two versus three. I have Western Washington with the upset taking on NNU. I'll get mine out of the way. NNU is going to win this one. Western picks up their only win at home for men's and women's with the men's not being in it. Women's, I think, pull off the upset versus Simon Fraser. But NNU and Alaska Anchorage are going to be in my GNAC championship because they're the top two seeds in the GNAC. They've looked, they've looked good all year. I really do hope that either Western or Central can beat uh, these teams that are at the top because that would be fun to watch. It would be a great story. It would be a huge upset, but I just don't see it happening. I'm going to be a realist come this point of the year with March Madness coming up. I got to pick the teams that really do impress me. And Anchorage and NNU at the top, it just feels like destiny that they have to play each other for the championship. I have Simon Fraser, who is taking on NNU. And keep in mind, Simon Fraser did hand Northwest Nazarene their only loss outside of the number one seeded Alaska Anchorage team. But wait, come on. It's only two losses that this team has had. Yep. You you have to take it, it's going to be a top it, it's 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 been a top heavy GNAC and it's gonna be a top heavy GNAC championship. That's why I have Northwest Nazarene taking on Alaska Anchorage in the championship game. All right, what do you want to do, women's or men's first Let's for the, the GNAC championship? Let's do women's first. All right, women's Let's, first. We women, got we got I, Anchorage and Nazarene. Both got them in our bracket. You want to go first? You know that the rematch uh, theory that you have, mm-hmm. and usually it's the team that lost the most recent meeting that, that comes up big in the next one. That's why I'm picking the upset, even though at this stage it would be Alaska Anchorage who would have – 20, 21 straight victories, but mm-hmm. you know if there's a streak going on, it's gonna have to end some point, and it's gonna happen in the championship game. That's why I'm taking Northwest Nazarene in the championship game over Alaska Anchorage. I am going to go with the winning streak all the way oh, to the end of the season. I'm gonna take Alaska Anchorage in this one over Northwest Nazarene. But, man, this is going to be such a great game. I mean, two teams that have a combined uh, three losses in the conference. They're both undefeated in neutral site games, and this is a neutral site game. They're both 14-0 at home on the season. You know, the only difference was Nazarene's loss to Simon Fraser, and I don't even have them playing Simon Fraser. So that's why they're in the championship. But Anchorage, too dominant, 22 straight wins, looking like the – New England Patriots that never won. Oh, 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 stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it right there. All you, right. You cannot right. go to that extent. Let's go to the men's side. What do you have in the men's side again for your championship? NNU and SMU? Surprisingly, we both have Western Oregon in the championship That's right. game. Western Oregon. And Western Oregon won it last year, yep. and they're trying to make their push this year. They're playing against an NNU team, but come on. You cannot. When you have two offensive threats – like Northwest Nazarene does, you cannot stop this team. That's why I have a clean sweep of the G-Neck hardware. That's why NNU is going to take it not only for the women's, but also for the guys. NNU sweeping the G-Neck basketball this year. Man, that would be 
That would be fun to go there. You better believe it. But we don't go there. We go to Central, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll but be back next I love year. it. I love it at Central. <laughs> so do you, Austin, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but my game is obviously different because I have Western Oregon and uh, Seattle Pacific on the bottom. And in the women's side, I went with the winning streak, 22 straight for Alaska Anchorage. Who's on a winning streak for the men's side? Seattle Pacific. They've won Ooh. 10 in a row coming into this one. I have them beating Simon Fraser in the uh, second round, the first round that they'll play with a bye. So that's 11 straight wins coming into this one against Western Oregon University. And I have Western Oregon University back to back, back to back, winning the men's side over Seattle Pacific. Why? Because as a Wildcat fan, I have to not like Seattle Pacific. Those are our I-90 rivals, and I have to go against our rivals. Western Oregon is the dark horse in this conference because at the top, you have a 17-3 St. Martins, and at the four seed, you have a 13-7 Western Oregon with only four games difference between the first and fourth seed. Any one of those teams can take it. And for Western Oregon, everything's going to happen at the perfect time. They're going to play MSUB, who is a fake team. That's an easy win. They're going to play St. Martins, a team that they just proved they can beat. And then they're going to play Seattle Pacific, a team that they've lost to twice this year, but will figure out what to do in the championship game with everything riding on it, going up against Seattle Pacific with St. Martins out of the way. And NNU I had taken care of out of the way in the first round as well. Simon Fraser beating them. That's the best thing that happened to Western Oregon because I think if NNU was in this, I'd be taking them just like you. Now here's here's the deal about this Western Oregon team. This when I first looked at the, at the bracket, this seemed to be, and and seeing how these these teams have played out during the course of the season, and remembering what what happened last year and how Western Oregon surprised everyone as the third seed and won the GNAC title. Uh, and they've surprised us before. They can do it again, certainly. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Western Oregon is here come Saturday in the championship game. They just ride that momentum. It's crazy. They, they've done it before. They can do it again. So, to me, if, if Western makes it to the title game, I would not be in the slightest, slightest bit surprised. But what surprises me, Austin, is that we both have the number one seed of St. Martin's team out one and done yeah. to Western Oregon, and that's a testament to how great this team is. And this will be a clash of the titans. Oh, yeah. Because you have a team that won it last year and a team that's trying to win it this year. In Who St. beat Martin's. the one seed in both of our brackets, yeah. So yeah. If, if if the inevitable happens in our eyes and, and somehow and, and, and if Western Oregon does beat Billings, we could have either a turn of the guard mm-hmm. or the old veteran saying, hey, guess what? We're still here. We may be the fourth seed, but we got game, and we're going to show it. And that's why we're going to the championship game. So I'm glad we agree on the Western Oregon game because we do not agree at all on, on Northwest anything. Nazarene. On Northwest Nazarene. Oh, yeah, totally. Northwest Nazarene comes into this, comes into this bracket. Actually, let me let me go back a little bit. Come on, comes come in, at me. Comes come into the final two games of the regular season at fourteen and four in the second seed, and they go zero and two against St. Martin's and Seattle Pacific, the two teams you need to prove that you can beat. They go zero and two against them. They they they're on a two game losing streak coming into this tournament, and they're going to continue that losing streak. If no, you can't beat no, those teams, stop it. You're not. Stop it right you're there. You're not a good playoff. Stop team. it right there. Those you are can, playoff hang games. On, hang on. You're hang fighting on. to get that bye. If NNU got that bye and beat Seattle Pacific on Saturday, 
I might be picking someone no, differently. No, no, you gotta stop right there. They found no, themselves no. down to the three seed in you a got- game. In the one game of their season that mattered the most, winner gets the two seed in a bye, loser gets the three seed and has to play a more rough tournament, has to play three games instead of two. NNU proved they could not beat Seattle Pacific, and Simon Fraser beat them earlier this season. Hang on, you're playing all this by paper. You got to play on hard court. And here's what I see. When you play a team and you lose a big game to them, guess what you have? You have game film where you see both teams giving everything they got. And this Northwest Nazarene team is going to look over the game film and see what they did wrong, especially against Seattle Pacific, who they would play in the second round, or in the semifinals, rather, of the GNAC tournament. That's why I believe Northwest Nazarene is going to go 3-0 throughout the tournament and win this GNAC championship along with the woman. If they find a way to beat Simon Fraser, like I say they won't, and have to play Seattle Pacific, Seattle Pacific will still win that. I'm going out on a limb and saying no, in the rematch, no. Seattle Pacific would win again. No, I'm and then you has showed me nothing but disappointment. Same with Billings. Get Billings out of here. Okay, Billings isn't even within the conversation at this stage. <laughs> yeah, this could Billings. be bulletin board material for you guys over in Montana. If Billings would have lost one more game, we would have had a four-way tie at nine and eleven overall. Ooh. And it's funny that I'm that I'm just like totally going out and going against Billings at 10 and 10 but I have Simon Fraser at 9 and 11 winning against NNU but Simon Fraser has shown me a little bit recently they've shown me the potential to win Simon Fraser they they seem to be that that team that that squeaks into the tournament and then they if they run the table boy what a story oh, that would be that would be amazing slow down that's too much at 9 and 11, I don't the think it's The Simon Fraser clan in their <laughs> first GNAC appearance Woo. in the tournament or your GNAC. Uh, no. They need a little help with uh, how bad their football team is. Oh, well, we don't go there. <laughs> we, this we, is basketball season. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back next quarter to do a, a baseball one. We'll do a baseball one, and then and then come next season we'll have a football show. Yes. We, we should we should make this a routine. We should have a GNAC playoff preview, end, end of the season yeah. playoff preview. It's been fun. Oh man, it's been it's been quite a time, and there's still plenty more to come. This basketball season has been amazing to watch, not only from a central perspective, but also from a GNAC perspective to see sure. teams start to thrive, and some not so much in Western, and and also to see the storylines and in. In not only Billings and Simon Fraser, but also some disappointments as well in in two teams that made the GNAC championship last year in Seattle Pacific and Western Oregon in the women's, and then this year to see them not even make the postseason, yeah. that's a storyline in of itself. And there's, it's always each season has its own set of storylines, even if there are repeats and champions, just. Just like uh, what you predicted, Austin, Western mm-hmm. Oregon going back to back. There's always a storyline, and that's that's the beauty of sports, and that's why we love GNAC basketball because yep. it's not only local, but at the same time, it also brings out inter- entertainment that's unlike any other because each and every conference in sports is different in and of itself. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the GNAC playoffs preview, GNAC basketball coming up this weekend. Before we get out of here, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you guys the rundown on when the games will be. So thir- this Thursday, March 7th, 
uh, will be the beginning of GNAC basketball play for the playoffs. And I I believe women's is up first, correct? Let me look. That is, if I recall, they do begin somewhat near yeah, the morning. Women, so Concordia and Central Washington is actually yep. the first game. So for all the Wildcat fans out there. See what? 12 o'clock noon. See woo. Going up against Concordia, and then at 2.15 that same day, Simon Frazier against Western Washington over in Bellingham. That night, 5.15 is going to be Simon Frazier and NNU on the men's side, and at 7.30, MSUB versus Western Oregon. And then the next day, Friday, March 8th, you're going to have the winners of those games taking on the top two seeds, Anchorage and Nazarene on the women's side at 12 noon and 2.15 p.m. again, and then on the men's side taking on the number two seed, Seattle Pacific, and number one seed, St. Martin's, at 5.15 and 7.30 yet again. Before the final day, this Saturday, March 9th, the Women's GNAC Championships final will be at 5.20 p.m., and the men's final will be at 7.35 p.m. So for Danny DeBach, I'm Austin Lane. We cannot wait to watch these games this weekend. That's right. Hopefully all our picks were right. Uh, one of us is going to have to be right, and one of them going to be wrong. Or both of us and, are going to uh, be wrong. <laughs> or all of us will be wrong, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for Danny, I'm Austin Lane. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always, and we'll be back next quarter, hopefully, for a baseball playoffs preview. We'll catch you guys later.